Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports. Today we play a little fantasy football or bust. Also the latest on Melvin Gordon. Also some college football recaps and previews toward week two. Fantasy Sports today. Hour number two starts now. Fantasy Sports today. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Pizzapia and Frank Mish. You can go back and rewind and listen to our entire first hour of the show where we basically cover everything, including a long, extended Florida Man segment. Found some really good stories there. Uh, let's kind of dive into just some of the news and notes, Joe, that uh, that is happening. And, and as you mentioned earlier in the show, in case you missed it, uh, Melvin Gordon yesterday, uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN reported that that uh, Gordon's not going to report, not going to play week one. So he loses over $300,000. And uh, Joe, the only question I guess at this point is it is a guess, but it seems to me from everything that I read that in order for Gordon to have his season count toward free agency, he has to report by week 10. So I don't think that Gordon is going to sit out the whole year because he obviously is going to want that to count. So he's in that kind of Kareem Hunt situation, but Hunt has good running backs ahead of him. Gordon, we don't know that they are. So at this point, with 48 hours to go until the season starts, if you happen to be looking at drafting him, are you assuming at this point it's a Week 10 deal, and does he go down now for you from, like, Round 5 to Round 8 or something like that? Uh, look, when last we spoke, I kept saying the same thing. I'm not. Dra- I'm drafting Melvin Gordon if he falls an incredible far amount down the, down the trough. And my expectation is somewhere between six weeks and the entire season of him missing. So if that's my expectation, then he still can't be a fifth round pick even. It's just it can't happen. Now, crazier things have happened and he might come back around. But I'll tell you what, everybody thought that, well, Le'Veon Bell will be back, too. And I hate going back to this because it sounds like a broken record. But the the format was established last year of, of the process. And Melvin Gordon basically so far has hit every single marker on that road. He has hit them all. He has hit the one about the, oh, well, let's try the last minute negotiations now too, where they try to get together one more time and that didn't work. And, oh, it's the, now the expectation is that he'll be back from the beat reporters or he'll be back within a certain window of time because of money and all that. I think these guys look at it now and say, you know what? I'm going to get paid next year. So what am I worried about? Why am I going to rush back? Why am I going to put myself in a situation for a team that doesn't believe in me? And they're willing to take the short-term money hit, which is astounding. Don't get me wrong for the long-term investment. And I don't know if they're wrong. I honestly don't. Do you think that they're wrong the way they're approaching this? Because if I was a running back, I just want to go out there and get the longest, most guaranteed money I can. And I wouldn't want to step on the field until I did. 
I think that uh, Gordon's right. I also think the Chargers are right. I think Gordon knows his value, but I think the Chargers know what a running back's value is. So it's it's just staring each other at the face with nothing changing. And you're probably right. This ends up happening like it did last year. But as we've learned before, this is sports. And it wouldn't shock me tomorrow if Gordon signed. You know, I mean, this is just kind of the way things happen in sports. But for now, if people are drafting, I think that is the right idea. Uh, he goes from a fifth. I mean, there are some people. In fact, a couple nights ago, I did a draft. He went in the sixth. I just before like before I get my starters basically at every position, I just don't think they're there. It's worth the uh, speculation there. Uh, another report yesterday on Trey Burton, who's really got to get ready now to play on Thursday. And I don't know that that's going to happen. In fact, by the time this show ends, he could probably be out. I mean, Trey Burton was somebody that people had high hopes for. He had that big play, of course, in the Super Bowl. He signed with the Bears last year. He was a favorite of mine, Joe, because he's a Gator, of course, but. From a fantasy perspective, this guy was supposed to be a top 10 guy last year, and some people thought a top 10 guy this year. He just can't seem to get over the injury bug. You could put me in that some guys category because I was all over him last year. I really thought he was going to be a terrific addition to that team, and it wasn't all Trey Burton's fault. Mitchell Trubisky was very, very inconsistent last year, especially as the season wore down and wore on. So I want to just throw that out there, too. I don't want to hang it all the failure of Trey Burton on Trey Burton because he plays a position where the quarterback needs to make sure he can get him the ball consistently. And I do think Trubisky's ready to take that step forward this year. I do believe in Matt Nagy, but I don't think Trey Burton's going to play in this short week, week one. I think they're going to realize that they are a team with playoff aspirations and they want to be healthy as the team goes on. So if Trey Burton was your tight end going into this week, I think that you need to be looking on the waiver wire, pick up somebody else. I don't know if Mark Andrews is out there. I don't know if, uh, you know, Delaney Walker didn't get drafted or Greg Olson or somebody like that. But I think you go find somebody out there that might still be available. You, you slot him in there for one week and you wait and see. And you hope that 2019 is a better year for Trey Burton. But it's not getting off to a great start. That's for sure. Yep. And uh, final injury note is Amari Cooper, who uh, told reporters yesterday that he thinks that he's good to go Sunday against the Giants. He had no pain in Monday's practice. Uh, he's not been at full speed so far, Joe, and we've talked about him a ton. I can't be more thrilled to say that I have none of him going into the season. And by the way, I could see Amari Cooper doing very well in the early part of the season. That's no knock on him. He's a great player. But at the same time, I think that there's a chance that this just lingers all season long. Yeah, I agree. And you put in the ups and downs of Amari Cooper. And on top of that, the potential of this lingering foot issue. I know everybody's telling him fine. I played through before. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, great. I don't trust him as a wide receiver one. I didn't trust him going in as a wide receiver one. His ADP was still around wide receiver one. And that's enough for me to kind of stay out. And uh, until Ezekiel Elliott shows up in camp too, I have very low expectations for this Cowboys offense. I am not a believer at all. Elliott is the straw that stirs the drink there. And without him, this glass is completely empty. You like that? Yeah, There's right. a metaphor. There, there it is. Yeah, we keep hearing rumors. Elliot's going to sign. He's not going to. Until I see this guy sign, there's nothing uh, There's nothing more to talk about. And week one is coming up so fast. Listen, maybe by the end of the show, he will be signed. But it's, uh, it's definitely fluid. Uh, real quick, Joe, uh, with Carlos Hyde signing with Houston, uh, that killed the value of Crockett. They ended up cutting him. So that's a free waiver for me. I'm going to have uh, somebody to cut this week. Not the worst thing in the world there. Uh, Buddy Howell did make the team. So congratulations to him, a kid from FAU. I'd like to see that. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I guess this is it. Like, is is this going to be the the winning scenario for Houston having Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde? I mean, I'm I'm just a little disappointed. I, I thought that some one of these guys would just break out and do something. I don't see Hyde being the guy either. No, I, look, you're going to see Hyde on first down a lot, and that's probably it. And I don't think if you own Carlos Hyde shares that you are. First of all, you, you probably made a mistake somewhere anyway, but no, I don't think this is a great move for his fantasy value. And if you want to get out from under Carlos Hyde, this is the best time. Why? Because he hasn't touched the field yet for the Texans. And just like when a player is returning from injury, the best thing that could possibly happen is a guy that you don't know 
what to expect yet. There's hopes, there's potential, but realistically, it's not something you want to be excited about from a fantasy football standpoint. So if there's a sucker in your league or somebody that's lost some uh, some, wide, some, uh, some running back depth already, this is your chance to flip Carlos Hyde and get out from under him now. It's not going to get any better all season than right now, week one. So do it now while the iron's hot. All right, and uh, finally, um, the Dolphins also traded Kiko Alonso to the New Orleans Saints. Joe, I I think he's finished, but I mean, I guess for IDP leagues, you think that there is any value there? I feel like Miami just dumped him. Uh, they did. I think there's value there. I think it's actually a push or maybe even a slight negative because I think the instinct is, oh, wow, Kiko Alonso's on the Saints. Awesome, better team. But from an IDP standpoint, he's on a better defense, better team. I kind of like when he was the guy running out making all the tackles. So if anything, I think his value could take a slight hit with this move. It's great for him as a football player, just not so much. Hey, I got a fun hot take question. Who plays more games this year in the NFL? Kareem Hunt or Melvin Gordon? Mm. Yeah, oh. I like that. Are they both are they both can they both start at week 10? Is that the deal? They, <laughs> they could they start at week 10. Theoretically, yes, you're right. They could both start at week 10. I'll say, I'll, say Hunt. I'll say Hunt. I think Hunt comes back and I plays. Agree. I think I Gordon will have the better I think Gordon will have the better fantasy season, but I think Hunt will end up playing more games. Because yeah, I don't think Hunt's going to be much of a factor when he comes back. Unless Chubb is hurt, then that changes everything. Yeah, that, that I don't know, man. I think it's Hunt, too. I just think Gordon's going to be a big zero. That's what I think. Could be. Hey, listen, if, if you played it that like last year, you'd be right. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. Trust or bust next here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement? money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow the number 100.com Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. 
The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers get rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. Well, I like fantasy sports today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing a book because they make me feel good. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. Maybe you do have a draft today, tomorrow. Maybe you're silly enough to draft on Thursday night. I've actually heard some people like drafting on opening night. But then can you really focus on the first game of the year? I don't know. Anyway, this is Fantasy Football Trust or Bust Time. Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Today here on the show, we're going to focus on some late round guys or at least some mid round guys to late round guys. And we'll see if Joe thinks that we can trust them or their busts. And then we'll continue this throughout the fantasy football season, especially after week one, because we know what's going to happen. Some guy is going to have a huge game. And everyone is going to overvalue them, and we'll have to figure out if they're a trust player or a bust player. So let's get right into it. I'm going to start off with a player that I took in the last round or second to last round in fantasy on the Washington Redskins, Paul Richardson, Joe, who's done virtually nothing over the course of his career. But with Josh Doxson gone, there just really aren't a lot of other options in Washington. So I'm going to throw Paul Richardson out there as a late round flyer. Does he end up being someone that you could trust at all this year, or is he just a complete bust? It's funny because he's so cheap. There's a part of me that wants to say trust just because, like you're saying, somebody's got to catch the football theoretically, right? Somebody has to, I think. I think that's how the game works, where you throw the ball and someone catches it. But I'm still going to say bust. I mean, I think the point to go back to is what you said earlier, which was at the beginning of Paul Richardson, the guy who's never done anything. And I think that's the problem. He's never done anything. I don't think he's the answer. I think the answer is going to come from within somewhere else. It's going to be some other guy that pops up or some guy that they sign later, bring in or or decide to elevate. I still say Trey Quinn's the main guy there right now as far as the best fantasy asset receiver to own. But that's not saying much. So I'm going to say bust, which is really, really bad considering how free Paul Richardson is right now. I mean, he's really free. He almost like comes with a free bucket of gasoline free. That's how free he is. <laughs> he's a he's a Home Depot guy. Yeah. Uh, by the he way, the name Home that escaped me yeah. earlier in the show when we were talking about Terry McLaurin. Um, that's that's uh, what it says. Is Hill is the the starters for the Redskins apparently are Richardson on one side, McLaurin on the other side, and Quinn in the slots. Those are the three guys to start the season for the Redskins. Good luck with that. All right, the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders did a lot of swapping in the offseason. Khalil Mack, he was gone. They uh, ended up trading for Amari or trading Amari Cooper to Dallas, and they go and take all that money and they spend it on Antonio Brown. And at least it looks like there's a chance on the other side of Brown is Tyrell Williams, who had a ton of hype over the last couple of years and definitely fell flat there. You can get him in one of the last rounds of a draft, maybe not quite, but close to it. 
Fantasy football trust or bust in 2019? Do they put enough guys on Antonio Brown that Tyrell Williams becomes a guy this year? Fantasy football trust or bust, Joe? Well, it wasn't like he didn't have single coverage when Keenan Allen was on the other side of the field. And Philip Rivers was a way more capable quarterback, I think, track record-wise than Derek Carr. So I'm going to say bust again. I, I don't know if this offense yet can sustain another guy on the end. I think it can sustain a slot guy, which is why I keep saying Hunter Renfro might be one of these surprising dudes that pops up and you go, wow, you know, you look up and you go, hey, that was a pretty good first season for Hunter Renfro in the slot. And you might be pleasantly surprised as the season goes on. But Tyrell Williams, I think we all fall in love with the the size and say, man, this guy's, you know, he, he could be a real pain for a lot of teams. But you know what, man? It's been a lot of years in the Charger organization now where he was there and we were waiting for him to be something and he wasn't. And I don't think going to Oakland is necessarily where you reinvent yourself and become that thing. I think he had the opportunities with the Chargers and for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. And I'm looking at him as a bust too. I think this is another one of those, well, it must be because Antonio Brown, that's going to obviously lead to the next Juju Smith-Schuster type guy. No, no, that's a very dangerous way of looking at things. It's a very different offense, a very different quarterback. And although my expectations for Derek Carr are certainly improvement in 2019, I do not look at this situation and say Tyrell Williams is the guy that I want to own. So zero shares for me. I'm going to say bust. What say you, Craigie? A bust, but I will say that he will have a six-catch, two-touchdown, 150-yard game. No question. <laughs> there you he's, go. Get he's that going one to have, he's going to have a monster game. I mean, this is what he does. He, he will have a huge game. He'll just be trying to figure it out, which week it is in, uh, in DFS. But, yeah, not a lot of great options for Oakland outside of Brown. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not in. And I don't. I didn't end. Up, I don't. Again, I'm not in as many drafts as a lot of the people who are in this industry or community. But in the four or five leagues that I've done, he didn't end up on any of my teams. All right, uh, this next guy ended up on one of my teams. Uh, I'll go to Denver. They're running back Royce Freeman. I mean, man, is that entire draft class outside of Barkley going to be a complete bust of all of the running backs in that draft? Ronald Jones, Freeman, Penny. Yikes! Like I, I did not see that coming. Usually in fantasy, these rookies excel. But outside of Barkley, it really didn't turn out to be that way. And, of course, his 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 mate there, his running back mate there, Lindsey, was an undrafted guy. So right. I, I thought Freeman was talented in college, Joe. But, uh, you know, I don't know. He didn't show enough out there. Denver's offense, a little bit questionable. But who's to say that Freeman doesn't all of a sudden take the bull by the horns here and rush for 1,000 yards? I'll ask you. Fantasy football trust or bust with Royce Freeman? I'm going to hold out hope that Darius Geis can, you know, redeem the class a little bit and come back and have a good year. We'll Maybe, see. Maybe, hopefully, hopefully. Maybe. But, yeah, he's another one on the bubble. He's certainly on the bubble right now. Um, I'm going to say bust. I think it's going to take a Philip Lindsay injury for him to have that kind of a season. I really do. And uh, I'm a Philip Lindsay guy. I'm a Philip Lindsay believer. I understand he's undersized. I just think there's certain things that, you know, don't show up in the measurables. And Lindsay has a lot of those intangible qualities about him as a back and as a human being. He's this guy that just refuses to lose. And we've seen this before with certain guys in the NFL. He's, I mean, look at Adam Thielen, right? Another undrafted free agent guy that nobody thought, you know, could be anything. And then, then he had that one season and goes, well, pff, can't get better than that. And then it does. And I think there's certain dudes that just have that programming. And I think he is in that same class as Adam Thielen. He just refuses to go away. He has great football acumen. And I think that he is going to somehow find a way again to move Royce Freeman into the side of that conversation. If there's an injury, then I think Royce Freeman can be that guy. But for where people are drafting him, because I'm still a Lindsay guy, I'm going to say bust. But I understand the love for Freeman. So you've seen a lot of Freeman and in, in obviously in college. Do you think that he has that ability to push Lindsay away and that season that he did from last year, regardless of health? I think he'll be better than he was last year. I wouldn't have taken him if I didn't, but 
it, it, me taking him in one out of four or five places is not a huge endorsement. I just I do think he'll be better. Um, going into the draft, uh, going into draft season last year, I think the way that I had it was Barkley won. Uh, Freeman, well, Geis was out for the year, so that wasn't really fair. But coming out of the draft, I would have said Barkley won, Geis two, Freeman three, Ronald Jones for sure four. I thought he'd be better. And Penny, I'd never liked at all. But but those are the five guys that I had. And obviously, Lindsey was nowhere on the radar. In fact, the other guy that I liked Joe a lot was Chris Warren of the Raiders. I thought Chris Warren was going to be good. He had a great preseason last year, too. And um, and he's out of the league, man. Like, I, I'm surprised. Like, I... I'm still I have him in a dynasty league. He's 50 cents. I'm probably not getting rid of him. But man, I, I can't believe it. I just can't believe he didn't get on. He didn't latch on to a team this is the son of one of the great running backs in reality and fantasy. Chris Warren. But, but we see it all the time. Like college guys who have talent that, you know, so much of the NFL is where you end up and who you end up with the team, the organization, the talent on that team, the scheme, everything. It's just it's very different when someone recruits you and your talent in, in the college game and you blossom and then you go to the NFL and you have to adapt. It's very different. Mentally, it must be because physically this guy's got it. All right, last one here. Tyler Eifert of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, fantasy football trust or bust. Let's hit it here. Prediction, of course, Joe. For what, what, what do we think? Week one, four catches, 50 yards, touchdown, and then hurt, miss eight weeks? I mean, what, what's the deal with Eifert here? Because uh, uh, you know he's going to have a big week one. You know he's having a big week one. See, this is another one of these guys, too. If, like, Tyna is so bad this year. Just Can he stay on the field? Probably not. So you can't trust him. So I'm not going to say trust, but I'm not going to call him a bust either. Because I think that if you play him correctly, if you could get him out there healthy, the weeks where he's healthy and on the field, you just basically gave me the Tyler Eifert line. And guess what? That line is a tight end one. You know it and I know it. And considering like Trey Burton this week, right? If you don't have Trey Burton this week, you can throw Tyler Eifert in there and you can have possibly a better game than you were going to get out of, out of Trey Burton. So I don't trust him. No one should trust Tyler Eifert. That You'd be an insane human being to trust Tyler Eifert. However... I'm not going to call him a bust because he's free and you could probably, you want to talk about streaming defenses. I'm not streaming Tyler Eifert. Like, is he playing this week? Okay. Let me add him and throw him in my lineup. And then I can cut him at the end of the week and pick up somebody else. Like that's what you could do. Yeah. feels like that for sure with him. He's, he's another one in my, uh, in my dynasty league as my backup tight end. But I, I love him as a backup tight end. I keep him it's around great. just in case. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of uh, Jermaine Gresham in his heyday when he was there. Like, to, to Jermaine Gresham I finally have a run. Here. Like Tyler Reifert had an every game touchdown run. Like every time he's out there for like two for years. Year. No, I think it was like one year. For six well, cumulative. You're talking about cumulative years. I'm talking. You know, you got to add up like three years if to if make. You add them all up. He made him. Yeah, if you add up his last five years, you could come up with sixteen. Yeah, sixteen games for sure. All right, uh, coming up next, we dive into some college football. Look ahead to this week. The spreads, of course, really are starting to come out for the weekend games. And yesterday, a lot of them were released. I know they usually come out uh, Sunday night. Came out a little bit later this week. We'll dive into that. Also, some early good performances from the running backs as well. Fantasy Sports Today rolls on. Hour number two right after this. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. 
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321-321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321-321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321-321. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back, everybody. Fantasy Sports Today, Joe Pizzapia, Craig Mish. And it's time to turn the tables a little bit because it's my turn to talk to the master because I am still a college football novice. I said I was going to get back into it, and I have. I've kept my word week one. I was all in all weekend to the college football, but our guy Craig Mish is the expert. So before we get into the games that he wants to talk about and recap, I just want to talk about the one I saw because Craig Mish how about that Auburn game with the freshman quarterback Knicks and, of course, with Oregon, uh, a game where Oregon certainly looked like the team early on in that game. And then Knicks had the comeback. They started to run the football a little bit more, which certainly helped the freshman quarterback out. So I got to ask you, were you impressed with the quarterback play on both sides of that game? What a nightmare at Oregon. <laughs> What a nightmare. I, honest, honestly, picking wise, it was a nightmare for me in week one. This is one of the worst week ones that that I I was okay Thursday, but Saturday was just an absolute disaster. And that really capped it off a lot of bad beats on Saturday, but that was, uh, that was a real bad one. And I would say self-inflicted. I thought the coaching was very poor for Oregon in the second half. I think they went up, they kind of took the foot off the pedal, uh, really questionable. I believe it was a fourth and one play where they ran the ball six yards behind the backfield and it led to Auburn's final touchdown. So 
look, Mario Cristobal, I know very well from uh, his days here at the University of Miami and being in South Florida, but he I mean, no reason at all to not have that team score 38, 40 points. I don't know what happened there. And yeah, I mean, when you let a team come back late and, and let a quarterback get some confidence because it did not look like Bo Nix had a lot of confidence in the first half, but the longer the game went, the better he played. And so that's kind of the way it ended, Joe. It ended for me. And again, another reason why it's very hard to ever, maybe I'll learn my lesson one of these years, but I, and I'm an SEC guy, but taking the, the Pac-12 against the SEC is just a losing investment. It just is. They just, the Pac-12 lets you down every time sec more often than not is going to help you out and that's what happened in that game i know we got three more games here coming up to break down here but my last question to you after week one which was you know most of the stuff was pretty much on on brand as you would expect the blowouts from clemson the blowouts from not Alabama, really whatnot not really <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not quite to the same extent tennessee, but well, tennessee lost i mean they went 30 points well, yeah but I, was gonna, I was gonna ask you was it the tennessee upset was uh, was that the highlight for week one or low light, depending, I guess, what ender, what, what came, what did you leave week one with where you said, okay, that shocked me. That's really surprising. Or that's something that I think is going to carry over that I was really impressed with, whether a single player or a team. Yeah. I, I mean, Tennessee's loss was, was obviously horrible and, and losing, I believe it was to Georgia state in your home opener. Georgia state, yep. It just doesn't get any worse than that. And so the fun videos of seeing all the fans yelling and screaming how they were going to kill him and that didn't happen. So that was a big takeaway. And then I think that the other takeaway was from uh, Sunday night, which was seeing Jalen Hurts go to Oklahoma and really do a nice job in that offense. That was really impressive for me to see. So similar to now, now again, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. And I don't think that he has the skill set of Kyler Murray. But I will say this. All of a sudden, any Heisman opportunities that you have out there where Hertz was maybe 15 or 20 to one, you ain't getting that anymore. I mean, he's got a legitimate shot to win the Heisman trophy for sure. And and again, this is the Heisman is not like a metrics contest like they do in these others in the baseball or even with the NFL MVP. This is a popularity contest, the Heisman trophy winner. Okay. So Josh Herbert already lost for Oregon, right? One more loss, and he may have a great year, but he ain't gonna win the Heisman. Take a look at the teams that are undefeated with the best quarterbacks in the country. Quarterbacks usually win the Heisman, usually 90% of the time. I think it's nine out of the last 10 years. So that that may be a buying opportunity for Jalen Hurts after seeing him play on Sunday. So that was a big takeaway for me as well, seeing Oklahoma uh, do that to Houston. All right, well, let's, let's look a little ahead of ourselves here. You mentioned that Clemson, not necessarily quite as Clemson as maybe you uh, wanted out of the gate. Uh, Lawrence didn't exactly look sharp in that one. Uh, they're going to be facing Texas A&M. We talked about them at the top of the show, already giving some billboard material. The line is 19 and a half there over on the Clemson side. So you said the Aggies, look, they, they took the Tigers to the brink last uh, year in week two, uh, but this is still a pretty big gap here in terms of the odds. So what's your takeaway from this one? Uh, do you think the 19 and a half is still safe or are you a little bit concerned at the early Trevor Lawrence performance? Yeah, Clemson just decided last week against Georgia Tech once they went up so big in the first half to run the ball. And that's why uh, Travis Etienne ended up rushing for 200. But I don't think that's going to be the case this week against A&M. And I don't think it has anything to do with bulletin board material. It's just that, I mean, Clemson is is so good. And this may be one of the very best lines that you get against any team all season long. Texas A&M may be the best team that they play, Joe, all season long. So uh, they don't have a lot of tough matchups in that ACC. So I would expect Texas A&M to give them a little bit of a battle. But three touchdowns isn't a lot. 
normally with these college picks, what I like to do is is check the pra- practice reports on uh, on you know today and tomorrow, and then make a final call usually by Thursday or Friday. But at least early on, to me, it would seem that uh, that Clemson would be the team that I would take. I love taking underdogs. Didn't work out for me last week on some of them, but I, I don't know that I could side with Texas A and M on this one. All right, number six, LSU is going to be at Texas, number 10. That's plus four over on the Texas side. So uh, Texas looked good in their uh, W this uh, week here on the weekend and uh, new look offense. And uh, I guess here's the the first take on this. Were you impressed with what you saw at Texas in week one before we even talk about LSU? Yep, I had Louisiana Tech against Texas. They were getting 21 points and Texas was up 38 nothing. I think something like that. So that's one of those games that I was completely wrong on. Uh, Erlinger did look good. He is, he's not an electric quarterback. He is, but he's also not a game manager. He's a little bit more somewhere in the middle of that. They were able defensively to stop uh, La Tech early and often. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, Louisiana Tech came alive in the second half and tried to get me to cover with a back door, which almost happened, by the way, but it did not. But I'm not going to fall prey to playing against a team like LSU. And I'm not going to believe that Texas is as good as they showed last week. Uh, LSU is one of the best teams in the country. And my early lean would be to take the uh, Tigers minus four here. Again, SEC versus Big 12 in this case. And I think LSU uh, shows up. And it's a it's a huge, huge game. Probably the game of the week in college football. So I'm, I'm curious about this one. And then, of course, Joe, I'm really curious about what happens with USC. I mean, this is, this is going to be the game that I'll probably... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to stay away from it or if I'm going to take Stanford or what I'm going to do here, but it's very rare to see a quarterback uh, after week one be out for the season. And that's what's happening here with USC. All right. So from a betting line standpoint, it's minus three and a half there. I can't believe this line. Yeah, something's up here. Like this this is a weird, weird line. Like your starting quarterback in college is out for the season and you're still favored over Stanford. I guess the odds makers are giving no love to Stanford whatsoever. I'm shocked. But yeah, I mean, that's. I thought for well, sure. Is it, is it respect for that still for that USC environment still where it's still tough to go there and win? Is that is that why? No, no I mean, no. I don't I don't see it. I mean, this is not the P. Carroll old USC teams. You know, <laughs> one of those juggernaut teams It's not the same kind of thing know. going on over there. I don't know. It I have a very to, I have weird look, one. Yeah, I have to look more into their new quarterback. Um, Kedden Slovis. Never heard of him until I saw that game on Saturday. So I, you know, maybe he's good. I don't I know who JT Daniels is, but I've never heard of their backup quarterback before. So we'll see what happens here. I would lean toward taking the dog for sure in this one, but you never know when a, and a kid can come in and play very well. One of the other uh, plays that I had on the, uh, the live stream that I did was Toledo and uh, Toledo played against Kentucky on Saturday. It was seven, nothing Toledo. It was 14, seven Toledo. Then the quarterback got hurt. Kentucky rolled the rest of the way. So sometimes a quarterback being out can derail you. And sometimes a quarterback being out, you find out about a kid that you never knew about like Trevor Lawrence. That's how we found about about him last year. Don't get me wrong. He was very highly touted, but no one thought he was going to be as good as he was at the end of the season. And the only reason why he did play is because uh, Kelly, Kelly, um, Kelly Bryant got hurt. Now he's the quarterback at Missouri who lost. So I, I would say that this is one that I'm just curious to see because it could help me the rest of the season, understanding what USC is going to be all about. Now, the one thing I also caught uh, flipping back and forth on Saturday night was a little bit of Jake Fromm playing. And I know last year there's some high expectations for him over with Georgia and it was kind of a letdown. So I know it was only Vanderbilt, but did you see anything out of him in terms of highlights or in terms of this first game out where you thought maybe he can get back on track and maybe become an NFL prospect again? Yeah, they didn't really play anyone. So I, I didn't watch that game. I think they played like a, a very low end team, but it was Vanderbilt to play on. Yeah. Yeah, when they gets when he gets into the heart of the SEC season and he starts playing against 
uh, Alabama and uh, A&M and Florida and right the other like SEC team, right? yeah like then I think that it's more of an indication Vanderbilt I mean maybe maybe, maybe Vanderbilt could win four or five games this year but that's just a you know, bottom feeder in the I SEC. didn't realize Derek Mason's the head coach of Vanderbilt yeah. that was a very mm-hmm. pleasant surprise a guy that I always loved you don't see a lot of wide receivers transition to head coaching usually like that they really like him too yeah. yeah well they he really was always like a good him. player I liked him when he was in yeah we'll see if he can when he was in Tennessee turn that around yeah, Vanderbilt's yeah, had would, so have had so big win, so few big wins over the last decade that it's it's kind of hard to see them doing anything. Oh, but I will say this: uh, Look, Fromm is, in for, according to most people, a top five quarterback going into the NFL draft next season. But he's going to clearly have to take another step, and we'll have to see if the kid who they let go, Georgia, had as a backup quarterback named Fields, who ended up going to Ohio State, and he looks like he could be a monster. And he basically decided to leave after. He, he realized he wasn't going to play this year, and Fromm took the job. So we'll see what happens there. All right, a couple of quick uh, standout performances from the weekend to Clemson's Travis Etienne, who obviously we all know about. 200 yards rushing, a huge game for him. Zach Morris of Utah, which I actually saw this game as well. See, look at that. I'm I'm putting the overtime, baby, because I want to get into this. Uh, is Zach it good? Moss, you, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you yeah, said Zach man. Morris from Saved by the Bell. This is Zach Moss, the running back on I Utah. said Zach Morris? <laughs> I did not say Zach Morris, did I? Zach when you Moss, go back and you listen, you'll hear it, but it's funny. All right. Well, I'm an idiot. You're then, saved by the bell. I, look, all I know is you're, you're on your soapbox with, saying how much you watch college football. And you, I was watching more Moss. of it. I, I misspoke. I see Zach and I see Morris, and then, then it's, it is instead of Moss. But there <laughs> you go. By the well, bell. the good news, I know, but I'm just saying the good news is A.C. Slater was blocking for him, so that was a big positive <laughs> there. That's and now he just made everybody laugh. Zach yeah, Moss, good. my apologies, yes. everybody, as I continue to go through a little quick 187 yards and Chubba Hubbard, which is my new favorite name, 220 yards for Oklahoma State. So hopefully Zach and Kelly will still be dating after this week. And hopefully Craig Mish and I will still be dating as well in the next show after I screwed that up. But again, everybody gets one. That's my one. I'm out for the rest of the year. We're going to hit a break. When we come back. We're going to talk about Craig's latest draft. And give it a little draft grade because, you know, that means everything. Draft grades are everything this time of year. Not winning championships, but draft grades. But it's still, it's fun fodder. So we're going to hit that when we come back. More fantasy sports today right after this. Fantasy Sports Network is you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet Sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own bet concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. 
We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Weekend wagers. Paxton, two runs, a five-hitter, six and two-thirds, 11 Ks against a good Dodgers team. I thought it was a good spot for the Yankees after getting swept in Oakland, you know. You know what they do? It's a good team. It's like, you know what? I know we like, you you, you could say you respect Oakland, but it's totally different when you go to Chavez Ravine, you're playing the Hollywood Dodgers, and you're coming off a sweep. You know the Yankees were going to bring their A game. Saturday and Sunday, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Evan TSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. This is Fantasy Sports Today. If you missed our previous segment, Joe mentioned that it was my final draft, which was supposed to be done on uh, last night, on Monday. And instead, we pushed it up to Saturday because out of the 12 teams in the league, nine of us live in Florida. So this is a league, Joe, that goes back... Uh, I think 28 years. I think this is our 28th year doing this draft. Now, we've had some turnover. I think that most people would define it as a home league. There are, I think, three or four from the originals back 28 years, but I would say that out of the 12, uh, we've had, I think, 10 that have been in it for like 20 years. So it, it, it does go back way far. Uh, of, of course, this league is the one that I dominated and I win all the money because it's not with the experts, you know, so it's been relatively easy. But I would say the last two years have been my worst two years, my first two seasons ever in this league of under 500 years. I was six and seven last year. I was five and eight the year before that. Uh, two years ago, it was David Johnson who ended up being a bust for me. And you can imagine that in the first pick. I had the first pick overall. I took David Johnson out for the year. Uh, last year, I think if it was Alex Collins was a bust. I had a couple of other guys too. Maybe oh, he was a bust. I, yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't have a good team, and I actually rallied to get to six and seven. I think I was uh, two and seven, and I won four games in a row in the end just to try to be respectable. So it was an embarrassing year for me in, in this league, and so I'm wondering if I did any better. And I'll uh, ask you, Joe. And so I had the ninth overall pick out of twelve. So this is kind of how it it uh, shook up here. So. Let's start with the first two picks, uh, Le'Veon Bell and Juju Smith-Schuster. So basically, uh, Dalvin Cook went eight, 
Uh, I took Levy on Bell nine, and then I took Juju Smith-Schuster on the turn. What do you think about those two picks to start? I actually like this start. I think it's a really solid start. You said out of the eight spot out of 12, correct? Is that what you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight spot out of 12. I think Le'Veon Bell down there is terrific. Um, me, I like to go double up. So I'm either doubling up on running back or doubling up on wide receiver. But okay. we got two true number ones, so that's certainly a way to go. And uh, I love Juju this year. I don't think there's any problems with him. I think you get a repeat of last season probably somewhere in that same range, if not exactly the same. I don't think there's too much room for more, but I'm not one of these people that's panicked at all that Antonio Brown's out there. Now Juju's not going to be good. No, not at all. Uh, and I'm also one of these people who panics about Le'Veon Bell being terrible now that Adam Gase has his hands on him. It's not going to be Pittsburgh good, but it's still going to be good. It's still going to be a safe RB1. I'm sure the Joe Mixons and Nick Chubbs of the world were around there too. Was that a thought process for you to go in maybe on a Nick Chubb or, or Dalvin Cook even? Yeah, well, Cook went right before. So I, oh, I would have right taken, before. Okay. Yeah, I would have taken. I actually got snaked a couple of times in this draft, uh, and I'll and I'll get into that. But yeah, Cook went eight. I took Levy on Bell nine, and then I took uh, Juju coming back. That was the pick that I wanted. Now round three came back around, and I wanted Chris Carson. He got taken the pick before, so then I pivoted and I took Stephon Diggs. I, I, Joe, I did not like any of the running backs in round four. I would have went Montgomery again, like I've done in previous drafts, but he was long gone before the fourth round even came. In fact, he went early third. So you then can I blame just me pivoted. for that. I've I've killed Montgomery's value for everyone. I've just talked oh, about thanks. him way too much. Too much black yeah, book. Is. Too much Montgomery. Black Sorry. Book yeah. So yeah. I ended up with Godwin <laughs> and. Um, and look, I feel really good about my receivers. And so in PP, it's a PPR. So I feel pretty solid about that. Uh, I was more on Godwin last year than I am this year, but I'm just I'm hopeful that I didn't make a mistake here because I just didn't like any of the running backs that were on the, on the board in the fourth round. So I just went three wide receivers. And then in the fifth round, my target was Miles Sanders, and I ended up getting him, and I'm still very happy with him, but I am not happy to see Melvin Gordon following (laughs) on Instagram like that would derail my season man I need Miles Sanders to have no other competition outside of Howard honestly I I, that that would ruin my season if that happened I feel you on that one and I don't have early on I didn't have a lot of Miles Sanders shares and then as the season went on in draft season I actually picked up a couple recently my first couple I was very very proud so I'm in the Miles Sanders uh, wagon with you. So I don't want Melvin Gordon following them on Instagram. I don't want him wearing Eagle shirts. I don't even want him eating a cheesesteak. That's how much I don't want him no. anything to do with Philadelphia. So I actually look at this roster and I actually think that this is very good because what you've done is you've created something I like to talk about in the black book, which is core roster strength. And you've created a roster strength. See, it's it's not good enough to be good everywhere you need to be great somewhere and you are great at wide receiver you're potentially great at running back too i'm gonna say very good at least with the rb1 but you're great at wide receiver you have a true number one and you have two guys who are one a's which means that from an rpv standpoint you are going to be more productive at wide receiver two and wide receiver three than most of your opponents so you have to understand that for you it's about finding those secondary running backs finding ways in that flex position or that rb2 or on those bye weeks to cover it cleverly. If this was a roster that had Devin Singletary on it, I'd be super excited. Like That's the only thing. Maybe Darwin Thompson, as you get to him, will be that guy. But if even if Miles Sanders doesn't work out right away, 
I think you've got enough front-loaded wide receiver talent here. You've got, like I said, a number one, a true number one, two one A's. This is a really good RPV thing where you're ahead of everybody at RB, most people at RB1, and you're ahead of everybody pretty much at wide receiver one, two, three, with the exception of maybe the Hopkins or Adams. But there's going to be weeks where, you know, Juju has similar kind of games to those guys. So really, I think this is a great start and a perfect example of if you don't like the talent on the board, stop trying to fill roster spots, create roster strength. That's much, much more important. So after Sanders, I just basically went off ADP and and thought who was the biggest slipper in the draft. And Evan Ingram, according to every draft position that I saw, was the big slipper. I didn't really like anyone at that point. And he goes virtually in the fifth round in almost every fantasy draft in a 12-team league, and this was back end six. So I took Evan Ingram. And then, of course, without knowing the Chiefs news, I took Darwin Thompson. So... We've illustrated that earlier in the show. Clearly, his value has dropped, but that this was a draft on Saturday. Uh, Lamar Jackson was somebody that I had to have here. Some quarterbacks started to fly off the board, and I, I don't want to say I panicked. I just didn't think that he would get back around to me in 20 picks. So I took him there. So let's touch on those. Who were the running backs around where you took Lamar? I'm just curious. I'd I'd have to honestly, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious about that grid because to me, that's one of those things where that run happens in the single quarterback league. And if you make that, you know, I don't know if this is a league where a lot of people draft two. That's a little different. But in a single QB league, there's a. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's I, I just that want Lamar Jackson. The running back I wanted Lamar Jackson. I hear you, man. I, I got yeah, you. I I'm wanted to have I'm him down that. yards rushing, and I wanted to have him on the team, and, <laughs> and that was it. I, I just I, I had to have him, and I felt like and if, that's fine. if I didn't get him in any league, I, I would be upset. And so this. Was and if you believe he's going to finish as a top five fantasy QB, which is not out of the realm of possibility, especially with that rushing total in your head then it's worth reaching. And again, you've created another opportunity to be ahead of everybody. So if you're weak at running back, okay. Or maybe yeah. you're weak and, at depth. And by the way, back, you can figure it he out. was not, he was not a top five guy drafted. There was, he was like seven at that point. Other court Mahomes went ahead of him. Rogers went ahead of him. Um, Kyler Murray went ahead of him. Uh, and, and yeah. I luck really it, kind of, the luck retirement changed the dynamic of even the single quarterback league. Very, very largely this year like that that was a that was a big because you took another top three guy off the board when you take a top three guy at a position off the board it really does have a drastic effect even if it's only a quarterback where well you only play in 12 anyway in a given week starting it still has a weird ripple effect and then this one really did because people had high hopes a lot of people thought luck would be the qb1 after this year was over so yeah could be uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling will be my uh, bi-week guy, but never know. He may end up starting. Uh, Madison, just kind of a, a dart throw there, hoping for the best. Uh, if Cook gets hurt, I'll have something there. I'm kind of hoping that either Darwin Thompson or Madison does something. If one of those guys is good, then I'm okay. If not, then I don't know what I'll do during the bye weeks but I'll, I'll wait for that to happen. By then, something will happen for sure. Uh, Paul Richardson I took. Uh, that Mark Andrews is a backup tight end. He was just sitting on the board for value. Uh, Ravens playing the Dolphins week one, and I think they play another easy matchup week two. That's why I took them. Sam Darnold, just the best of the backup quarterbacks left. I have nothing to say about Jake Elliott. I just, you have to have a kicker in the league, and then I took theirs in the last round. So uh, CBS graded me a B minus. What would you put the grade at? I was going to say a B plus because I actually like some of these pieces maybe a little bit more than some others, but 
I say it's a strong B plus too. And the first thing I would do is I would flip Alexander Madison and uh, another depth person, whether it be like an Andrews or somebody like that. People are high on it. Try to get some more running back depth on the cheap. And I think there's some guys out there that can be had. I mean, a Darius Geis would be a great addition to this roster because he'd all he's all upside for you in that spot. So to me, that makes a ton of sense. And Matson's great in theory, but he needs Cook to get hurt. Now, right. that's something that needs to happen in order for him to be useful. Singletary doesn't need that necessarily. Geis doesn't need that necessarily. Royce Freeman, that's another guy, I think. Those kind of running backs, those are the dudes that I'd be looking to add to this kind of a roster because I don't want to marginalize what you've created here at wide receiver, which is fantastic front-loaded strength with Juju, Stefan, and and Chris Godwin. You have, uh, obviously, Evan Ingram, a, a potential very good top five tight end there. So I wouldn't want to downgrade there. I don't want to use Le'Veon Bell to spread out and get two mediocre running backs. I don't want to do that. To me, it's about taking the guys who still have upside, whether it be Matson, whether it be Andrews, some of those fantasy quote-unquote guys that get talked about a lot, and cash in on that potential because right now the potential still could be better than the production. You don't know that. I don't know that. All I know is that from this roster, it would be better to have that third running back that you think has upside that I would hope it's going to be Darwin Thompson, but there's no... There's no sure thing on that. And I think I'd rather have Freeman, Geis, Singletary, those kind of dudes, which I think you could pry away if you package some of these guys who have a lot of upside together and maybe made that work. And maybe a caution MVS, but I think at the end of the day, you could afford to do that because of how good you are at wide receiver already. All right. Well, we'll take that grade. Hopefully, we'll take it to the bank. You're right, though. Finn on running back. Uh, I have to be hopeful. First couple of weeks, something happens. And guess what? In the NFL, it always does. We'll take <laughs> yes, a quick timeout. It always does. With some somebody number one waiver, number one fab, it's going to happen week one or week two. There'll be a new guy. All right. We'll uh, take a quick timeout. Exit Velocity is next. We'll wrap up the show after this. as you swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball become the eighth daily roto lineup optimizer to win one million dollars in a fan duel or draft kings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars if you're playing mlb dfs and not using dailyroto.com you're doing it wrong enter promo code fntsy for a 10 percent discount the 2019 mlb daily roto premium package at dailyroto.com use the promo code fntsy and get your 10 percent discount today I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off, 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh said. 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, oh, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. 
It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover Student Loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time. The best date 100.com. Weekend fantasy update. Right, you're going to see Eli in there until the Giants are kind of are eliminated from uh, competing for the playoffs. I point week 14. The last three games, they have the Dolphins, and then I think they uh, finish yeah. off against the Dolphins, Redskins. Washington, and then right. Philly. And who knows right. if Philly will have right at, to play for? Right after their bye, I, they have a, a game against the, uh, the Bears. Bears. I think, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you want to introduce Jones to NFL football at Soldier Field. Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Rain dance. Make it rain. So now we have Carlos Hyde and we have Duke Johnson. How does that combo strike you? Carlos Hyde, similar to Lamar Miller in, in, in every sense of the word, maybe even better. But Duke Johnson's great as a third down back. He's not going to be that bell cow that people thought he was going to be sure. because he had never has been. But he's good enough on third downs to really scare the defense. And with Carlos Hyde, they don't have a drop off there with, with Miller now gone for the year. I like it. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. The window. This chicken sandwich from Popeyes, it's sold out. You need to download the app. It's all a marketing ploy. Believe me, it's all about making more money. That's what it all is. I don't buy that they're out of like buns or what have you. I mean, they have chicken, so we know that. So you have to download the app now. It's their new marketing campaign. And we're giving them free marketing right here. But I want to do it because I want to taste this damn sandwich. I want to see how good this chicken sandwich is. Watch live weekdays 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today, full-time fantasy coming your way in less than five minutes from now before we end the show. Let's end it with a little exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Exit velocity. All right, here's how we'll end this thing today. If If you caught the second hour of the show... I'm always pretty transparent with my opinions and with my picks. And yes, it was a rough, rough weekend for me in college football. But I will say this, for those of you who are betting, whether you're playing DFS or you're playing any kind of fantasy, the great thing about struggling 
in anything that you're doing in the first week is that it is such a long season. That applies to all of fantasy sports, baseball, football, basketball, betting, hockey, anything else. And so I would caution those of you who go out in your fantasy football leagues this week and you lose and you score the second or third least points in the league and all of a sudden you think it's gloom and doom in your fantasy football team. It is not. Now, look, I ain't going to sit here and tell you that if you're 0-3 or 0-4, you got a shot because it is very unlikely. Fantasy football is usually only 13 weeks. You start 0-3 or 0-4, you're pretty much done, just being honest. But after one week, don't lose faith. Don't lose all of your hopes. Wacky things happen in all of sports in week one. This is fact. Look at every sport. Things are upside down. But then they normalize, and things that you thought that were true end up being true. It just may take a little while, so hang in there. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to my co-host, Joe Pizapia. I am Craig Mish. Coming up next, we got full-time fantasy. Joe and I will be back on the Wednesday edition of Fantasy Sports Today tomorrow at noon. Hope you guys have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.